0: Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. Well, I ask you to take your Bibles and turn with us over to the book of Proverbs, chapter 27. We'll read here in Proverbs 27, verse number 1, where the Bible says, Boast not thyself, Of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Then we're going to turn over to Proverbs 29 and verse number one. He that being often reproved and hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. I'd like to talk to you for a little while about procrastination and what it leads to. You know, it is shocking to realize that our Savior plainly taught that the human race as a whole is going headlong into destruction, into everlasting torment. The majority is headed that way. So that causes us sometimes to ask the question, why do they do it? Why do people remain lost. Why is it that some have not yielded to the Holy Spirit? The answer is because of procrastination. Men intend to be saved. I do not believe that one person has intentions on being lost forever. My friend, procrastination is what causes so many to end up in a devil's hell. Let's consider for a few moments some things that are inevitable if you continue to procrastinate. How are you going to be able to escape a wasted life if you continue to procrastinate? The vast majority of all people who are ever saved get saved when they're young. Statistics will prove that most people who get saved and stay saved get saved when they're young. That does not mean that a middle-aged person cannot be saved. That does not mean that an older person cannot be saved. I've had people to walk the aisle and get saved in some of our meetings in their 80s. And so God had mercy, but for the most part, people that wait until they're that old continue on to procrastinate. But suppose for the sake of argument that you do not get saved while you're young and time lasts and you get saved as an old person, even if that be the case, still my friend, you're going to wake up to the reality, I've wasted my life friend you don't have to go on in sin and waste your life and if you do put off salvation and continue to procrastinate you cannot escape a wasted life so I solemnly warn every individual even if you should later get saved you'll still have tears and heartaches over the years that you wasted and those years that we wasted out there in sin can never be redeemed. How wise it is and you young people that's on fire for God, stay on fire for God. Don't let the devil cheat you out of your salvation. Don't let the devil waste your life. Wasted years. Wasted years. Oh, how foolish. It's a foolish thing, friend, to waste your life away. Procrastination. What's it lead to? Procrastination leads to more sin. If you've been procrastinating, you've been putting off your salvation, I can almost promise you that the devil's gonna lead you into more sin, get you more and more and more entangled in the depths of sin. We've heard it many times, but it's so true that sin takes an individual farther than they want to go, keeps them longer than they want to stay, and costs them so much more than they want to pay. You know, the old devil's not merciful to people. He'll keep dragging them on and dragging them on. Friend, if you don't get saved, the devil's gonna take you just a little further out there and a little further, and he'll get you in a situation and get you so bound up that it seems there's no way out of the situation. So many today, have got so bound up by the things of the world that they see no way out of their dilemma. Certainly we're told in the Bible that the way of the transgressor is hard, that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And friend, a life of sin cannot turn out happily. It's just impossible a life of sin will never in the end turn out happily i'm not saying that you can't find pleasure in sin but i'm saying when you come to the end of life's journey you'll realize you'll understand that you took the wrong road when you traveled the road that leads to destruction How well, can a person escape the chasing of god If he procrastinates, how can he escape the inevitable train of sorrows that follow the road of sin? And that's so true. There's a train of sorrows that follow the road to sin. Sin is a blighting and it's a hellish thing. It leaves its mark of pain and shame and heartbreak and a guilty conscience, wherever it goes. Suppose you continue to procrastinate a few more years, even if you later get saved, you still cannot avoid the wrath of God and the punishment of sin that inevitably follow. I'm talking about broken homes, broken health, prodigal children, lost friendships, Bleeding hearts are the inevitable consequences of sin. And after you've lived a life of sin, after you've sowed your wild oats, so to speak, and you went out here and did all these things, my friend, getting saved doesn't mean that you'll not reap for the things that you did in this life amen yes friend you'll reap what you sow in your body men think that they can get by with sin they think that somehow i don't have to listen to god i don't have to do what i really need to do i can go out here and have my fun and somehow i'll be able to escape the wages of sin but sin consumes physical strength causes diseases of all kinds Oh, just notice how robust an individual may be but let them get involved into the depths of sin friend when a person really gets involved in the depths of sin it don't take very long until my friend that one that was strong and healthy now is very weak skin and bones visit the hospitals and see the faces with my friend, written across their brows, you see pain and agony. You can go to some home and see some young man, some young woman, bed fast with some fatal disease. Many times it's because of sin. Hospitals are filled with broken, diseased bodies. My friend, it'll undermine your health. Sin destroys mental faculties. Asylums are filled with sin-wrecked minds. Sin destroys peace of mind. It perverts the affections. It ruins all the soul's fairest prospects. Think about procrastination. What it leads to. It leads to a wasted life. It leads, my friend, to more and more sin. Reaping more and more sin. And it leads to a hardened heart many times it's easy to preach the gospel to those who've never heard the beautiful story how tender is the heart that's never heard that jesus came to this world to die for sinners but the deadly danger of procrastination is it results in the hardening of the heart neglect deadens the conscience neglect dulls the ears until one cannot hear God's call. Neglect blinds the eyes to the inevitable results of sin. And when one has heard the gospel and then postpones it and continues to say no to God time and time again, you know what happens? The gospel becomes common. And I fear possibly that could be working on some. We become hardened to the gospel. so we my friend become less and less sensitive to the voice of god the things that once moved our hearts no longer move our hearts because we procrastinated how often i've seen evidence of people's hearts are hardened when they hear the gospel it either my friend turns people's heart to God. And if you don't listen to God, if you don't do something about it, it turns your heart farther away from God. Because the gospel does something. One way or the other. It's going to have a positive effect. Or it's going to have a negative effect. It's something about the Bible. There's something about God's word that the Bible says his word will not return void. It accomplishes the thing in which it was sent to accomplish. 2 Corinthians 2, 15 says, For we are unto God a sweet Savior of Christ in them that are saved and to them that perish. To the one we're a Savior of death and to death and to the other the Savior of life and life who is sufficient for these things. You see, dear ones, those who are not saved by the gospel will find that their heart has been hardened by the gospel. Pharaoh hardened his own heart by neglecting warning after warning. His repentance was insincere. His heart grew calloused and indifferent. Plague after plague came from God, yet Pharaoh hardened his heart. And since Pharaoh would not repent, with godly sorrow since he would not do what God was urging him to do so my friend God forced the issue so that his heart was forever hardened first Pharaoh hardened his own heart then the Bible says God hardened his heart and he died in the Red Sea with his armies to be forever an example of a man who would not hear God's voice who hardened his heart and then became so hardened that he could never be what God would have him to be. If you turn down the gospel, if time lasts another week, it'll probably be easier next week. And if you turn it down next week, possibly it'll be easier to do it next month. And if you turn it down next month if time lasts, time lasts another year, it's going to be easier. Amen. Somebody said, well, does it really work that way? Where's all the young people? Where's all the saints' children? Thank God for the saints' children that's here. Thank God for that. So many of them are out in sin. Why are they out in sin? i would tell you why they're in sin, because of procrastination. They once sat in this, in these pews. They once sang, we're cat meeting, boys and girls. Amen. They were so tender at one time. They went to these Sunday school classes. They had godly men and godly women, saints of God that taught them. They had saints of God, good Christian parents. Where are they at? So many of them out into the depths of sin just look around and see what sin does look around at other young people look where they're at look what sin has done to them is that what you want in your life it's the same way with me back in newcastle indiana the church i was raised up in the young people where are they at most of them is in the depths of sin Bound by the habits of life. With all that I have within me, I'm trying to flash a red light before you. Stop! Hold it for a moment. Won't you consider with us what procrastination will do to an individual. Come, let us reason together. Let's reason about this. Look what sin can do in an individual's life. My friend, do you know that It's possible that one day you won't be moved at all by the teachings of the Bible. There's coming a day that possibly you won't be stirred with all the pleadings of that godly mother, that godly father, that preacher, or whoever it might be. Don't wait until your soul becomes deafened to the tender call of God's Spirit. It's possible to become, in a sense, hardened in your conscience, become less and less and less tender the refusal to take heed to the voice of god is connected with the hardening of the heart sinner not the worst thing to happen that can happen to you is your heart become hardened you become insensible to your danger indifference to the claims of christ to reach a point where you'll no longer be moved by the pleadings of your best friend that you'll no longer be moved by the preaching of the gospel don't neglect your salvation any longer don't procrastinate any longer because do you believe that the sweet holy spirit is going to strive with you forever and ever that he will never become angry how many insults do you think god will take from your wicked, unbelieving, Christ-rejecting heart before he allows you to slip out into a lost eternity. How long will you trifle with the influences of God's Spirit? You see, when God, the Holy Spirit, speaks to your heart, and you say no, you're trifling with the influences of God's Holy Spirit. And one day, every sinner will receive his last call from God. The fourth and last thing that procrastination leads to, it leads to a devil's hell. That's where it ends up. That's where procrastination ends in a devil's hell. Sinner friend, if you neglect your soul's salvation, how are you going to keep From dropping off in a devil's hell I believe that procrastination is the shortest road to hell it's the quickest way to get there and if you neglect your poor soul then my friend one day you'll wake up in a torment where the fire never goes out and where the worm never dies according to the words of Jesus so I plead with you I beg with you to today That you would earnestly consider count the cost and pay the price. Don't let these words slip from your mind. Because men just cannot escape dropping off unprepared into a lost eternity if they persist on procrastination. If they persist on putting off their salvation. Somebody said, well I don't really think that All that's about hell is true, friend. Hell is a a scriptural fact, it's a settled fact, it's a sure fact, it's a place of darkness, it's a place of death, it's a place of damnation, it's a place of despair, it's a place of denial. If all the water was converted into ink and all the steel into pens, half of the whores of hell could not be portrayed. All the fires that ever were and all the fires that shall be was contracted into one fire. It'd be like a painted picture on the wall compared to what hell is going to be like. Hell is one long night, and after you've been there 10 million years and look towards the future, you can only see eternity. It's stretching on and on without any hope. My friend, when once the gates of hell are shut, they'll never be unbarred again. Because on every chain of hell is written forever No doubt Felix is in hell. You know why? Because of procrastination. From what I can tell from the Bible, Agrippa is in hell because of procrastination. If a person could go to hell and talk to person after person and say, Why are you here? Why did you choose death? Why did you choose sin? My friend, I believe that they would all say, I intended to get saved. I expected to repent of my sins. I knew I ought to be saved, but I didn't see any need for hurry. I was just a young person. When God started dealing with me, I, I postponed the matter. I neglected my soul's salvation. Now, at last, when it's too late for mercy, too late for pity, I'm forever lost in this place of darkness. I believe as you would go, from one to another among the doomed souls most of them would reply they intended to get saved they thought for sure they would they meant to repent of their sins but they put it off waited a little longer until at last they awoke in the devil's hell let me tell you to every sinner to every backslider Do you know what your greatest danger is? Somebody said, I think it would be to be a drug addict or to be an alcoholic or a drunkard or to be bound by sin. That's my worst danger. Your worst danger is procrastination. That's the worst thing that you can do because for every other kind of sin, there's a remedy, but there's no remedy for the individual who faithfully resists the Holy Ghost. However bad your past, however guilty your conscience today, if you will repent, place faith in the Son of God, turn to Jesus Christ, you can have forgiveness and salvation. But if you neglect, you're almost in hell. However much you're convinced that the Bible's true, however solemnly you resolve that, one day you're going to get saved however many prayers that's been prayed for your soul if you neglect your salvation you're on the broad way that leads to destruction which uncounted millions land in hell by traveling the broad way of procrastination to keep your soul out of hell turn from your procrastination and repent of your sins run to jesus for mercy before it's too late dear sinner as the birds pick up the seeds scattered by the sower, so satan would like to take the word of god out of your heart i plead with you don't let the devil take those seeds out of your heart take heed today don't allow this solemn warning slip by because if you procrastinate you cannot escape a devil's hell but if you want to be saved Christ is ready he died for your sins everything that it takes to save you has been accomplished as far as he is concerned are you willing to trust him depend upon him for forgiveness and salvation a home in heaven If you're willing to do that, he's willing to save you at this very moment. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.